I've noticed a lot of younger Missouri fans don't get the Kansas rivalry. Well, you little whippersnappers, hang on, and I promise you're going to. And by the way, I have a kooky idea involving Missouri's excellent kickers, Harrison Mevis and Sean Kenning, plus the Texas Longhorns are truly taking name, image, and likeness to the next level. So all this and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And thanks so much for making this show your first listen, despite the fact that I have a couple corrections I want to share with you at the top here from yesterday's episode. You know what? Missouri was ineligible for a bowl in 2019. I should have remembered that, especially since I brought up the Yolanda Kumar Tudor Tudor scandal at the end of the program. And also, by the way, another correction, Missouri and Illinois are playing on the Big Ten Network, not on the ESPN family of networks. So just a quick correction there. And by the way, I apologize. I I can hear it in my headphones right now. I sound very stuffed up today. I got to be honest, I probably blew my nose about seven or 800 times this morning. So this is about as good as it's going to get, unfortunately. I've just been fighting a cold for a while here. So if my voice is not up to its usual standards, I do apologize. But you know what? Let's get to the show. And before we do, by the way, the holidays are around the corner and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. So go to um, omahasteaks.com, enter college into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. Now, obviously, Missouri men's basketball plays Eastern Illinois at Mizzou Arena tonight, but I got to be honest with you, previewing that particular game, not exactly doing it for me. So let's talk about the Kansas Jayhawk game coming up on Saturday. In particular, just... From some of the younger portion of my listenership, especially people who are from from out of state, out of state kind of students, well, they just don't seem to get it as far as the Missouri-Kansas basketball rivalry goes. And lest you think this is a straw man, good longtime listener, Clayton, who actually ran into me up in Boston for the BC game, well, he was definitely of this opinion, saying, hey, man, I'm from the Northeast. You know, I was a student from, say, 2013 to 2017. Apologize if I'm not getting those years exactly right there, Clayton. But the point is, during his time at Mizzou, there were no Missouri-Kansas games. So it's understandable if people like Clayton at his age, again, especially out-of-state people who didn't grow up ensconced in this rivalry, well, it's understandable that you might not hate Kansas all that much. But you know what? I got a promise for all of you out there. You will. Give it time. You absolutely will hate Kansas. Because fortunately, while it has been a long time since Missouri and Kansas have played an official game, well, it hasn't been that long since they've played a rather passionate exhibition game, the charity game for Hurricane Relief in 2017. Well, that game was not televised. It was on, it was streamed, but on rather poor streaming 
quality from what I can from what I can recall. Now I was one of the lucky, say eighteen, twenty thousand people who were lucky enough to attend that sold out game at the Sprint Center. And I promise you right now, every single it was half Missouri fans, half Kansas fans. The passion was absolutely still there. That was only four years ago. And more importantly, again, let's get back to the hate, because that was the point of this original discussion, right? I promise you, if you haven't heard the rock chalk Jayhawk chant at the end of a Missouri-Kansas game when they're pulling away to victory, the Jayhawks, that is, well, I promise you there is no more vomit-inducing sound in the universe ever created by God or Mother Nature. So therefore, that will bring out the hate in you. I promise. If you wear black and gold like I am right now, I promise you it's going to work. And not only that, Allen Fieldhouse, well, yeah, an incredible atmosphere. Boy, the, the officiating at that place. Just the advantage that Kansas gets is beyond irritating at home. Then you've got the overly large bird mascot at midcourt that's always obnoxious and then most importantly of all you've got bill self's stupid face and by the way all of this is without even delving into the long and ugly history of the civil war era between missouri the state of missouri the state of kansas all that good stuff but you know what i'm not going to try to sell you this rivalry based on history from hundreds of years ago or say 150 years ago listen i get it that's why historically this rivalry among other things has a lot of heated passions to it but i'll tell you all the people who online like to argue about which side was worse i think we're kind of missing the point there a little bit there was some horrible acts committed on both sides of the state line there you know what You all maybe have watched the outlaw Josie Wales one too many times, quite honestly. Great movie, but for the purposes of this discussion, the only Josie I'm interested in is Henry. In other words, let's stick to sports because the why, the why Missouri and Kansas hates each other for all these years, not that important, really. Proximity is frankly good enough, but yes, if that history that ugly history factors in too i certainly can't deny that i'm just not that interested as somebody who was born in the 80s and with missouri punter grant mckinnis moving on graduating exhausting his college eligibility it looks like missouri kickoff specialist sean ketting is probably the leader to be missouri's punter next season and Sean will be one of those super seniors taking advantage of this unique opportunity to get an extra year in college so you know what considering how good Sean has been as a kickoff specialist and how great Harrison Mevis has been as a place kicker well it gave me a bit of a kooky idea about their possible professional future so I want to talk about that but first let's talk about boost mobile And clearly, you listen to podcasts like I do for the power of knowledge. Well, when you switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money, well, that's the kind of power I really, really like. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone, the power of three unlimited data lines for $30 per month per line, so your family can harness all that brain power as well. 
and you get the power of America's largest 5G networks, so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. So with all that money you'll save and the knowledge you'll gain, how powerful can you actually become? Will Boost Mobile be your superpower? Well, there's only one way to find out. And you will get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More to save, Boost Mobile. Disclaimer, free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers coverage not available everywhere for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. And by Prize Picks, the leader in college sports daily fantasy. And there is no better time to check out Prize Picks with bowl season upon us. The NFL playoffs about to begin. The NBA is well underway, along with hockey. This is the best time in sports. It really is. So prize picks, here's the best part. Not only do they offer so many options, well, it's actually simple because it's just you against their projected numbers. Not all these bajillions of different combinations of contests, huge sizes that can be really intimidating for newbies. You know what? Let's go to prize picks and make daily fantasy easy. And when you do, be sure to use the promo code LOCKED ON for your 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Again, just be sure to use that promo code LOCKED ON for your 100% instant deposit match up to $100 at prize picks, daily fantasy made easy. Well, as I've made fun of a time or two on this program, the meme hashtag college kickers is something that has swept the football landscape. But the reason I've made fun of it is because sometimes, well, the hashtag NFL kickers aren't so great either. Look no further than the Buffalo game last night. Now, if you want to credit Peyton Manning as saying, hey, you know what, Bills, you probably should have gotten that one on the left hash mark. Well, Peyton Manning, that was that was a very good call, no doubt about it. That was definitely tough kicking last night, without question. But again, speaking of kicking, I think one of the reasons in the NFL some of these place kickers struggle so much is because there is such an emphasis on the kickoff, on kickoff distance versus actual accuracy by your place kicker. Now, if you're somebody like Justin Tucker for the Baltimore Ravens, Obviously, you can do both, and that's ideal, right? You would love, we'd all love to have the perfect kicker who can mash it through the back of the end zone every time and be the guy who can kick it through the uprights on a, on a very high percentage basis. Well, you know what? That made me think. What if Sean Ketting next season, as I was saying before, it looks like he might be Missouri's punter next season, along with being their kickoff specialist, well, what if he's really good as a punter to the point where he might get a look in the NFL at that position? Well, suddenly, instead of having your place kicker be your kickoff specialist and your place kicker, well, now you can have your punter be your kickoff specialist. So you know what that tells me? If I'm a creative pro football general manager, a creative organization, I might think, you know what? I don't have to draft either one of these guys, but if I get both Ketting and Harrison Mevis on my roster, what if those guys actually actually complement each other perfectly? Especially a franchise like 
the Los Angeles Chargers that has struggled to find place kicking for seemingly decades now at this point. Why not take a low-cost, potentially high-reward on a package deal here? I know that sounds silly, but because package deals in pro football don't really happen, and frankly, they don't happen that much in college either. Keon Dooling and Clarence Gilbert are a notable exception. But the point is, once again, I think it's really interesting. Sean Ketting, a kid who's, again, playing his another season here at Missouri, a kickoff specialist, a guy who looked like he wasn't going to have much of a future outside of college football moving forward. Well, you never know. This punting opportunity could really be something for him because, again, NFL franchises look for a guy like him who can consistently boot the ball through the end zone. By the way, a quick shout out to Xavier Gooden, former Missouri linebacker from 2009 to 2012. Had a cup of coffee in the NFL, I do believe. Also, 2009, he was first team all academic in the Big 12. So, shouldn't be a huge surprise that he's having a very successful career as a coach so far. In fact, as a strength coach, Gooden spent last season at Southern Cal. He played, obviously, his college ball at Missouri, as I just said, interned at Notre Dame under Brian Kelly at one point. Well, now he's being hired as LSU's strength coach. That's a big-time job, obviously, a big-time program that's spending, well, about a third of the nation's GDP on Brian Kelly's contract. Only a slight exaggeration right there. By the way, Xavier Gooden, a a native of Pflugerville, Texas, Wouldn't be a huge shock if he grew up as a Longhorns fan like a lot of former Missouri players and current players even like Chase Daniel, Ennis Rakestraw, for instance. But speaking of the Texas Longhorns, well, they are certainly taking this name, image, and likeness thing to the next level and pushing it maybe as far as it'll go or at least as far as anybody's been willing to take it so far. Let's put it that way. So I want to talk more about the Longhorns and if this is some reason for Missouri fans and college football fans in general to panic. But first, you know what? It is that time of year. It's time for Christmas, and it can be difficult to find the right gifts for, you know, sometimes guys, let's be honest. So I'm going to speak for guys for a second and tell you that about a year ago, I got a perfect package from Omaha Steaks. And let me tell you, that is the gift that keeps on giving, quite literally, because you're going to be eating on this package for weeks on end. So go go to omahasteaks.com and search college into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. You see, for $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees, like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. And when you use the the code college, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha steak burgers free with your order. Once again, you cannot beat this. This is a fabulous gift. So again, go to omahasteaks.com, enter the promo code college in the search bar, and find the perfect gift package. All right, so this is a story from the Associated Press. It reads, every Texas Longhorns offensive lineman on scholarship will get $50,000 annually 
for their name, image, and likeness to support charitable causes, a new nonprofit entity announced Monday. Horns with Heart says the Pancake Factory would start in August 2022. So obviously Texas not exactly waiting around to be competitive in the Southeastern Conference. And once again, that's every Texas offensive lineman on scholarship apparently will be getting 50 grand starting next year. Now, apparently some other people have brought this in, have looked even further into the details of all this thing. And really, you might be, you could argue that the Texas lineman will be getting closer to maybe 150 thousand dollars per year now how accurate that really is i'm not a hundred percent sure but i did notice there was a big time thread on power mizzou that brought up a lot of passionate thoughts on this topic from mizzou fans and a lot of people are saying gosh this is this is the end of college football as we know it this is the wild west we need a salary cap on name image and likeness some people were saying hey 50 grand that should be the cap. Well, number one, I got to say, first of all, to the idea of competition, of competitive balance, do we think that the that college football is competitive right now at the very top of the sport? Because especially in the last few years, since the beginning of the college football playoff, it seems like Everybody, the the top players are all going to Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Oklahoma, you name it, the top 10, 12 programs, something like that. Now, it's always kind of been this way, but back in the day, it seemed like that was a little bit more spread apart, a little bit more competitive. But regardless, college football's always been this way. And in essence, if you're going to have everybody in the nation have the same scholarship limit, the same things that you can offer with said scholarship, well, you've already got a de facto salary cap. So to me, the idea that this is going to change competitive balance a whole bunch is dubious. I, it Maybe it will, maybe it won't. But I just think the idea that that's guaranteed, I'm not sure that that actually comports with reality. And by the way, the Wild West, the Wild West really gets a bad rap, by the way. Because yes, okay, of course there were outlaws and criminals that we all hear about in the movies, like Jesse James, for instance. But listen, there was a lot of great parts of the West. And in fact, the American West is one of the most important parts of not only American history, but world history for better and for worse. Now, the worst was obviously the displacement and slaughter at times of the Native Americans, right? That's terrible, and there's no right-thinking person who can excuse that on any level. But then there's, of course, the more positive side of the whole thing where all kinds of crazy innovation and new industries were started out in, again, the Wild West, whether it was Hollywood, the Gold Rush, the Silicon Valley, all this different kind of stuff. And sure, those industries have declined, frankly, in the West the last few years, go to Hollywood, take a tour at Paramount Studios sometime, and you'll realize, oh, everything is shot in Vancouver now and not here. That's for darn sure. But no one can say that's because California, for instance, is too wild. In fact, you might argue they've gone a little bit farther the other way and not being wild enough, but I digress. 
the point is, I, I just think the sky is falling mentality of, oh my God, this is going to be the end of college football. The reality is there's nothing you can really do to stop any of this stuff. We've seen it for years. Everybody is now saying that, well, the reason USC hasn't been as good the past 10 years, they're openly saying this now in the, in the day of NIL, is that, well, in the wake of their, the Reggie Bush scandals and them getting in trouble with the NCAA having to vacate their national championships, they just weren't willing to skirt the rules as, well, as much as teams in the South, for instance. That's what's being openly discussed now among basically everyone in college football. So to me, if you're going to say that, oh, there should be a salary cap at $50,000, well, clearly $50,000, there's a lot more money out there for, for Bryce Young, for instance. And apparently for every Texas offensive lineman who has a scholarship on the roster as well. So the idea that if the market rate is way above $50,000 for some of these players for their NIL, well, the idea that that there won't be people who are willing to break those rules if it means getting that extra five-star player, I, I think you're kidding yourself. I think, you know, eventually, hopefully this will be sort of looked at like a lot of things that were sort of in the past were verboten, but now have sort of just become part of the society. I don't know. That's just my two cents on NIL. And, of course, thanks once again for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen every day. And, of course, we got to talk about that Missouri-Eastern-Illinois basketball game on the next episode of Locked on Mizzou. But, of course, football, the Missouri-Kansas basketball game, all kinds of stuff coming up this week. Now make your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, Locked on Bets. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. So until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.